Hi, it's Joey Remini here from Seeking Balance Australia and welcome to our YouTube channel. And this is for persistent dizziness, but many of you listening will also experience tinnitus. So I wanted to do a talk that was specifically focused on looking at how I help my clients one-on-one -on -one rewire their brain filters so that their tinnitus is no longer an issue for them or dragging their attention away anymore. So tinnitus is a sound that we can perceive in our head, in our ears, and generally speaking, the medical investigations for this will involve getting a hearing test. So check, has there been any changes to your hearing? There may or may not be. And also an MRI scan. So doctors are often looking at, okay, why is the sound there? Has, is it a sign that something in the ears has changed? And more often than not, you know, it comes up with nothing found, no abnormality, it's all clear, which ultimately is a good thing. So when people have really disruptive and severe tinnitus, it can be incredibly distracting. You know, just talking to your loved ones or going to work, trying to concentrate and focus can be just, can feel impossible because you've got this really annoying, roaring, loud, zinging, banging, clanging noise literally inside your body. So people come in to see me because they're told, okay, Joey can help me with strategies. And ultimately people are thinking, what does that even mean? So make sure you've gone into the free starter kit where I have written down a couple of the strategies I use with clients one-on-one. -on -one. So you can read them, print them out and use them in your own time. And also the webinars, Mindfulness for Vertigo and Tinnitus, I talk a little bit about the science behind mindfulness and the journey we go on to actually rewire and reshape the brain. So first of all, tinnitus is a physical symptom, okay? It's not psychological, it's not in your head, you're not making it up, it's physical. Our ears make noise, even healthy ears, okay? So as an audiologist, we can go in and test the sounds your ears are producing. And I want you to think of a truck versus, let's say, a little tiny hatchback sedan car. When they're, you know, they're turned on and they're just idling, they'll have a different engine sound. The truck will sound different to the small sedan car. Okay, they're different vehicles, different size, they generate different sounds. So generally speaking, one person will have the same type of sound in both ears because generally speaking, both ears are identical, you know, and they match. But that is not the case for everybody. So some of you listening will be like, I've got a hearing loss in one ear, normal hearing in the other ear. So my ears are giving off different sounds. Okay. And this is essentially like saying you've got a truck engine in one ear and a motorbike engine in another ear. And that can be really distressing. It can be really distracting, especially if you don't understand what's happening at that physical and biological level. So please make sure you've had investigations and information. Speak to somebody like a vestibular audiologist, and that's my training, and that's somebody who can help you understand the mechanics of what you're hearing. So the tinnitus is a physical sound. There is a lot of moving parts within the ear. I'm sure you're aware we have the ear canal, we have the eardrum, we have the three little bones sitting in the middle ear. The middle ear space is like a carport. It's an air-filled cavity. And when we get a, a runny nose or a cold and sinus and blocked ears, that's when sometimes we get mucus secretions through the middle ear and we really feel deaf. You know, this is the cold, that head cold where you feel all blocked up. 
So that part of our ear is called the middle ear and we can sometimes hear when there's that mucus clearing. And the clearing of the middle ear happens through the eustachian tube which is the air passageway from the nose to the ear. And we can hear popping sometimes and you know gurgling clearing sounds as the immune system in the body is self-clearing. That process of a middle ear effusion or a blocked middle ear can take three months for the body to naturally clear. So it's not necessarily instantaneous and everybody is different. So we can get sounds coming from the outer ear, from wax rolling around, from the eardrum hovering, any changes to those inner ear bones moving and also the mucus movements around the middle ear and the eustachian tube. All of those parts can create noise. Then we have the inner ear. So the inner ear is where all the action takes place. So those three little inner ear bones, the ossicles, are actually vibrating at very high speed and they're gently knocking at the inner ear, which is a fluid-filled circular cavity. That's the cochlea. And the cochlea is collecting air vibrations which are transmitted into water, fluid vibrations. And then the little hair cells in the ears are collecting all of those vibrations and sending the information along the hearing nerve. Okay, so our balance information is separate to this. It's the, an adjacent compartment. The hearing and the balance happen side by side and independently. So a lot of our tinnitus sounds are probably coming from that cochlear area and all the movements. So there's a lot of fluid shifting. There's a lot of hair cells moving. And when we zoom in on the inner ear action, it does look a little bit like seaweed bed. So if you think about seaweed moving in the ocean, the salt water, uh, that is, you know, that's like, like a sort of static mechanical bass sound. That is essentially what's happening deep inside both of our ears. And then, of course, that information is being carried along thousands of fibres of each ear towards the brain to the hearing centres where the brain makes sense of what these vibrations mean. You know, is it a bird singing? Is it a car driving past? Is it a sound? So this is where it's all computed. So when we have our tinnitus noise, it's generally, it's coming from within, so it's noise that the body is making itself. It's not generally helpful or interesting or important. So in the beginning, it can be a real shock when you first hear the tinnitus noise. And for some people, it happens after a knock to the head, an ear infection. For some people, a hearing loss or, or quite a significant inner ear infection or condition. Some people, they wake up suddenly and they just have the noise. For me, I heard my tinnitus noise when I was in my master's degree in audiology. We were studying tinnitus, reading about it, talking about it. I'd never heard it before and suddenly I was like, oh my God, I can hear the sounds in my ears, in my head. So for me, it was very much an awareness thing. It was always there, but I just simply never noticed it until I really started studying it and looking for it. So that gives you a little bit of a clue about the psychology of the tinnitus. So it's a physical noise, it's in our ears, so it's moving particles, generating physical real noise, but if it's not useful and not important to us, the brain will filter it out. The brain will actually make it sort of non-existent and it will shift out of our awareness. And when we start to notice the inner ear noise at first, it really captures us. It puts us on alert and we're like, what's going on? Oh my God. It can be quite distressing. And, you know, 
if we've had lots of investigations and been told things like live with it, blah, 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 it can make it sort of even more distressing and how can I live with this? How can I get through this? And it can feel really lonely, invisible, and we can all feel misunderstood. Now what this does at the psychology level is we sort of end up putting the tinnitus into the danger basket, into the too hard basket, into the I don't know what to do with this basket. And that just means that the brain is suddenly prioritizing the, the tinnitus as quite a big deal and a big problem. Okay, so rather than the tinnitus being seen as a really benign, boring sound in our environment that the, the brain doesn't really need to latch onto or make any importance of, it's suddenly being analyzed and processed as a very important sound. And in, in not in everybody, but for some people, they're, they're associating the tinnitus with something like a sign of disease or like a danger. So it's been sort of categorized in the same way as you might put a saber-toothed tiger or you know a bomb threat or terrorism. Tinnitus is going into that sort of problem category psychologically. So in working with the tinnitus therapy, first of all, we have to understand all of this background of how there is a physical problem, a physical noise. We can't necessarily get rid of that and we don't need to get rid of it. It's there underneath. The problem is really how the brain is making that volume loud or soft. So what we do is we really look at our relationship to the tinnitus noise and we look at where it sits in the priority list. Okay, so the brain will focus on whatever it deems as highly important and meaningful. So in the therapy sessions, that's what we look at rearranging, the way the filter system is analyzing and processing the tinnitus sounds. So just to recap, we're not getting rid of the tinnitus noise, but we're certainly understanding how and why it's there. And what we're doing is restructuring how our brain focuses and puts energy on the tinnitus noise so that we can essentially focus on what is very meaningful to us, we can prioritize where we want our life energy, and we can really start to fine tune that process of our perception of the noise. So that suddenly we can enjoy our body, we can concentrate, we can think clearly, and we know that if there are those moments when the tinnitus becomes very loud, we know that it's okay, we know what to do about it, and we know how to rearrange the priority list so the tinnitus falls right down the bottom again. So it's a process. It does take time to make these changes, and I do recommend people work with me over a commitment of between two and four months to get the best results. So I wish you all the best with your journey. I'm sure many of you have experimented with different skills and tools. Keep going, it's a daily process. Make sure you have support, get your questions answered. And it's troubleshooting, it's trial and error. So if you're gonna have days when you feel like you're going backwards, sometimes it's the two steps forwards and one step back process. So back yourself and if you have questions, hit reply to the starter kit emails and I will do my best to answer your question as soon as I can. So all the best and I'll be in touch. Bye for now.